Sin acknowledges and pays respects to the owners of the land, the house of Sin, and the studio stands, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin also acknowledges and pays respects to the elders and traditional owners of the land our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. everybody and welcome to the very first edition of the Sports Desk for 2020. I am Tom Perry, your Wednesday host for our very first season and I'm joined today by James Worth. Hi mate. Yeah, good morning. You've just come off a bumper stint to get zero. How are you feeling? I'm alright. I'm doing well for um, 9 o'clock on a Wednesday well, that since is... being up from 5am. <laughs> that is excellent to hear. Now, as with previous years, we'll be covering everything that's happening in the sports world, be it you know football, cricket or just the most obscure sport you can think of like fear leopard Fri- frisbee golf frisbee golf oh that that's game's fun i love that yeah it is great but uh we wanted to begin on a serious note today because monday of this week the sporting world lost a giant in kobe bryant yep. huge basketball player he's been a multiple champion with uh, the la lakers uh, james where were you when you heard the news on monday i was broadcasting get serial on monday uh and i was just looking through news.com before literally everything the start of the show and it was just the news headlines, and TMZ reported it. And I was like, oh, it's just nothing. Mm. I'm not going to listen or whatever like that. And then it slowly got out on Facebook and Instagram and all that sort of stuff. And then everyone were posting, and TikTok even got around that thing, mm. like um, like wildfire. And then um, the Sheriff's Department of Ca- Los Angeles, Calabasas yeah. um, yeah. reported that a helicopter crash and then nine people were killed mm. and that Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna were on board. And I was just, I literally screamed out, what the hell is going on? Because mm. I'm just in utter shock. I mean, I'm not a big, big NBA fan, mm. but like he's the reason that I support it. Yeah, like it, dead it, set, NBA 2K8, <laughs> he was the cover photo of NBA 2K8 and I'm like, damn, this guy's good. Mm. Shaquille O'Neal was in that game. Everyone like that. That Lakers team. And in the 2010 NBA Finals when the Celtics um, put up a fight up in Game 7, but the Lakers won that one. Mm. Uh, And that was one of the first times I ever actually watched NBA. Mm. So... You know, from playing the game to watching it, two years, and he and I was like, "Damn, this guy's good!" Yeah. Like he was just dropping bombs all game, all series actually. Um, and that's probably the uh, probably one of the most historic um, NBA Finals um, series since the Cavs beat the um, Golden State Warriors, coming three mm. one down. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, I just don't know what to say, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it is a huge loss, and for those who don't follow basketball religiously, you know, it's kind of difficult to get your head around what's just happened. But Kobe Bryant is one of the most successful uh, players in the league's history. He was an MVP in 2008. He was an MVP in the finals in 2009 and 2010. He was part of the Lakers championships from 2000 to 2002 and in 2009-2010. He is uh, the fourth highest uh, point scorer in NBA history. He was only 
recently overtaken by LeBron James in our plays for the Lakers. That was on Sunday. That was on Sunday. It was. And you could see the footage of him just grieving like everybody else. He was struggling to be consoled. And a lot of NBA teams struggled to uh, process the news because it landed... Or rather, the news broke like 10 or 15 minutes before most of the games. Yeah, the first game that was played was the um, Raptors versus the Spurs. Mm. And that was, yeah, about half an hour before it happened. Mm. Um, And then what probably the most wholesome thing I've seen all year, uh, the first team who won the tip-off took an eight-second backcourt violation. Mm. And then the opposing team took a 24-second violation. Obviously, both of his numbers playing for um, the Lakers. Mm. And Dallas Mavericks um, only came out, I believe it was only a couple hours after his death and said that no one will ever wear number eight or 24 again in Mavericks Mm. history. Mm. So it just shows. I mean, it's it's trashed around the world. Um, uh, Neymar, when he scored a goal, he penalty that day. Um, he held up two and four on his hands. Mm. Like it's just, it's just crazy how yeah. many people are affected by this. Absolutely, and it's even reached the tennis world because just last night we had Novak Djokovic breaking down, discussing uh, Kobe Bryant, who he considers a friend, and the night before, both Rafael Nadal and Nick Kyrgios played paid tribute to yeah. Kobe with Kyrgios, of course, wearing his number eight jersey. I think um, I think people are getting around the eight jersey a lot mm. more than the twenty four because most of his most memorable things playing in his early career came mm. from that eight. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's one of those things where you just don't know what to say because mm. you still. I think it took um, probably until probably yesterday until like I keep saying past. I'm like, oh, he's actually gone. Yeah, and I'm just like, what? I just it it's still shocked. I mean, and. Um, uh, NBA 2K have put like a mural on the um, My Park wall, if you know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like the game lobby when you're playing like a My Career game. They've got like a mural for him. Um, in LA, uh, street, artists have, street artists have gone together and painted a mural of one of the famous photos of Gianna and Kobe mm-hmm. at a game. Um, at, yeah, so everyone's kind of doing their own thing about it. Um, who was it? Uh, Trey Young, well, number eight in the um, Atlanta Hawks game. Mm-hmm. So everyone's just doing their own thing, doing what they think's right. So mm. Yeah, so it's good to see a lot of the sporting community paying their respects to Kobe and, of course, his daughter, Gianna. And we at Sports Desk would like to pay our respect to uh, his family as well, who are grieving at this time, and to all the NBA community, for that matter. Exactly right. Sin, where young people run the show. You are listening to Get Serial with James and Tom on a Wednesday morning, and it's time for us to get into some tennis news now because the Australian Open is still happening. Surprisingly, it is. Yeah, which is really strange because in previous years it's usually finished by about now. You know, like the major finals are on now. But well, no, we're it's still- supposed to be yesterday. It was supposed to finish. Mm. No, not yesterday. Mm. So on su- Sunday, mm. it was supposed to finish if they started normal time, mm. but they started a week late. They started a week. Why did they start a week late? I'm not too sure. Hmm. And I don't think that parents will be happy. Um, their, their children missing the first week of school. Oh, yeah. For um, being ball kids. Yeah, but I mean, you know. Exactly. No, I was just thinking that the other day. I mean, what happens when school goes back? Does everyone just forget about the tennis or do they just watch it at class? I mean, what happens I there? mean, I know a few... Um, the, the first lot of kids go back to school today, like high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'd be much rather... You know, be on Rod Laver Arena. I think everybody would, to be honest. <laughs> you know, serving players. 
Now, uh, let's get into some results. Uh, yesterday, Ash Barty defeated Petra Kvitova in her quarterfinal. She is the first Australian to make a semi since Leighton Hewitt in 2005 and the first female to make a semi in decades. So, absolutely wonderful stuff there from Ash. Yep. And in the other women's match that was yesterday, Sophia Keenan of America defeated Ons Javert of Tunisia, who made history as the first um, Arabic woman to make a quarterfinal in open history. So congratulations to her. Barty will be playing Keenan tomorrow yes. in their semifinal. So we've got that looked to look forward to. Pretty solid match, Amash, I have to say. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, the score, um, they won, she won on tiebreakers 8-6 um, in the first and then won 6-2 in the second. Mm. Now, Kavita is obviously seventh in the world. Mm. Uh, so, I think it was more of a let's go get the job done. It only lasted an hour and 44 minutes. Mm. So, stock standard from Ash, <laughs> I, yeah. Think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Any, that's a fair Anything assumption. under 100 minutes um, or what, 100, what 100, 104 minutes. Um, mm. So, that looked pretty good from her. I think she needs to... Her aim, I reckon, should be straight sets for um, Keenan, without mm. doubt. Yeah, I think she'll win quite easily. But, you know, we've been surprised before in this tournament. I mean, Serena's gone, Naomi Osaka's gone. We've had uh, Caroline Wozniacki and Angelique Kerber knocked out. So, yeah, anything mm. can happen in this game. As for the men's quarterfinals, we had Roger Federer win in a five-set contest last night against Tennis Sandgren of the United States of America, and yes, that is his real name. We also had Novak Djokovic win in straight sets last night over Milos Reynik of Canada. Mm. These games were a cracker. They I, were. I, I love both of them because Reynik is one of my favourite tennis players. Mm. Um I just like the way he plays. He plays very like Andy Roddick, and Andy Roddick mm. is my all-time favorite player. Okay, just we see his serve is just like he's just got a cannon of an arm. Mm. And even um, though he's um, only ranked thirty-two in the world at this tournament, you yeah. know he's so capable of so much more. I mean, really. he made the semi-finals three years ago, I think. I believe um, so. Yeah. That was when Roger Federer won it. I'm pretty sure mm. um, the year that he won it. But yeah, going for the, with the Federer game. I'm not honestly. If I'm going to be completely honest, here, I love Roger, but he hasn't played his best tennis. All. No, he hasn't. No, I mean, you look at uh, both Djokovic and Nadal, they've barely been challenged, whereas Federer, he's been having constant four or five set matches. So, I think, yeah, he, his age is catching up to him. He shouldn't have allowed Milman to get five to get um, mm. two sets on him. Not a chance. Mm. And he just won that as well. There was no right where... He, both these games against Milman and Sangrin, he shouldn't have won. Mm. He had no right to win them, but Roger did what Roger does. Mm. And... Win. He just did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's then, why he's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. I mean, he's arguably the GOAT, in my opinion, yeah. of tennis. Uh, but, yeah, Djokovic kind of just stock standard, mm. three sets. Um, Ranić powered up a fight in the uh, third set, winning... No, not winning. Losing the um, tiebreaker 7-1. 6-4, yeah. 6-3 um, in the first and second. I have to say, I don't think that score is really reflective of how well Milos played. Yeah. Because he played phenomenally against Djokovic. Yeah. I would have liked him to get one on him. Mm. I was expecting him to get the tiebreaker because of his big serve and his big serve kind of, you know, when you've got a big serve like Kyrgios, mm. um, the tiebreakers kind of play to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was ho- expecting him to win that, but Djokovic just turned the afterburners on mm. and just turned up As again. he usually does. Yep. Now, in today's quarterfinals, we've got 
Anna Kontavit of Estonia up against the world number four Simona Halep that's of Romania. That's in the women's draw. And we've also got the Spaniard Garbin Muguruza up against Anastasia Pavlichinkova of Pavlichinkova of yep. Russia. I, I wish they had easier names to pronounce <laughs> these tennis players. And in the men's draw, we've got Stan Vavrinka of Switzerland up against Alexander Zverev. Zverev, sorry. I don't uh, understand Sta- Vavrinka. Hmm? He's, well, he's, well, his first name's like Stanislas something. Like, Stanislas, yes. Stanislas, right. Remember when he won the Australian Open mm. in his like, first time everyone really understood? No one could pronounce both of his names. Yeah. It was like Wawrinka and then the people like Vavrinka. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's um, Vavrinka because in German they pronounce W's as V's. Gotcha, okay. That, that's what VCE German does. It helps you with German pronunciation. Fair enough. You know and, what I mean. That. Yeah, and uh, in the night session, we will have, that's tomorrow night, we will have the world number one, the Dahl, up against Dominic Thiem of Austria, who has also done really well in this tournament. He's sort of like being under the radar, really. He really has, though. He really has. I mean, he didn't... Um, I remember watching him in his round two match against Alec Bolt, uh, mm. the unranked Aussie who got the wild card. Mm. And Bolt put up a Big fight to him. I think he. I think. I think that went to five sets. I think it did because he won the first two. Um, no, he, he won the second and third set, and TM was getting a bit of a scare, and he's kind of worried. You could see it on his face. Mm. Um, but apart from that, he's just cruised through, and no one's really recognised. And I think this is the perfect game to kind of say, "All right, I'm here. Mm. I'm an actual person, <laughs> and I can win tennis." Mm. We've got doubles as well, but yep. I mean, I'm not too sure. I did. Kyrgios win his... Um... No, I don't think Kyrgios won. Um, I think... Uh, uh, did Duckworth get through? I, I did yeah. this, this is the problem. They never showed the doubles games on TV, so I never followed them. <laughs> so, Matt Ebden and um, Moore lost uh, in their doubles as mm. well. Nick Kyrgios did lose in three sets. Yeah, he was yes. playing mixed, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Okay. So, that's... Uh, we've given out the schedule for today. Uh, tomorrow, we've got the... S- Semi-finals starting, um, and Friday we'll have um, all semi-finals. And then Saturday it'll be the women's final. Sunday night it will be the men's singles final. So, yeah, there is just five days left now of the Australian Open. I'm kind of sad. Yeah, kind of sad, yeah, because here's the thing about tennis. It happens for, like, a month in Australia, yep. and, and that's all we ever hear about it. We never really pay attention to the French Open, Wimbledon, the US Open. It's just sort of like... It's this, just hard to watch. It is really hard to watch, but... Yeah, th- that's what January's for, watching exactly really right. difficult sports. <laughs> we're on your radio, we're online, we're digital, we're everywhere. Sin Media. This is the Sports Desk with Tom and James on Wednesday, and we're going to be talking about the Big Bash, which is still going, the domestic 2020 <laughs> tournaments. <laughs> I love how you just keep saying, it's still going, the yeah, tennis, well, it's still going, it the AFL, still... it's still going. Yeah, because, James, when I was growing up, sports stopped when school started, and these days it just goes on and on and on and you on. You know what? I agree with that statement. Yeah. That is very fair, but now that we're old and we're dinosaurs, <laughs> it just continues. Yeah. It's not fair, is it? No, <laughs> it's mean, really not. R- rather than just ease us with that transition back in the school, they just cut it off at like January 25th and say, right, that's it. No <laughs> nope. more sport for you. I mean, I remember um, I, I remember being in primary school and uh, Australia used to play the one-dayers during the day, mm. um, during the week, and we'd all rush home at like three o'clock and then watch like the what remainder of the match. Yeah. 
and we like we'd miss so much, but we would think, oh, we just missed so much, but it started at two o'clock, mm. and we'd miss literally nothing. That's what I loved about. But the- it felt like a massive thing, like oh, we've just missed like a full year's worth of sport. Yeah, that, that's what I loved about um the Perth Test matches as well, because you could get home from school and watch session two, session three. And- yeah, but then yeah. bedtime was like eight o'clock, and oh, I had to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, real shame. Yeah. We're getting really nostalgic this being, morning, aren't we? Being 10 was hard. <laughs> it was. Being 10 was a hard life. It was really hard, and especially because we didn't have a 2020 tournament when we were growing up. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. And talking yeah. about a hard time, I told you he was having a hard time in the Big Bash, mm. the Melbourne Renegades. Oh, for goodness sake. I mean, they've gone what? from being the champions. To, are, are they the wooden spooners this year? Have yeah. I got that right? Yeah. Oh, gee. I mean, was, look, you got. You, I'm pretty happy with that segue, not going to lie. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, So, as the... Let's look at the ladder mm. as it stands. Yep. So, Melbourne Stars are sitting on first position with 10 wins and 20 points. Sydney Sixers are in second with 9 wins and 19 points. Adelaide Strikers in eight, no, in, in third with 8 wins. <laughs> yep. uh, Hobart Hurricanes in fourth. Getting their form picked up. After they did, the um, actually. because I mean, look, I'm a big fan of um, Jacob Bevis, the Bev Show. If you don't know who he is, he's um, a local icon to <laughs> Australia. Yeah, uh, he wasn't too happy with the um, with the Hurricanes in the start of the season. They kept losing, mm. and they weren't in good form. Mm. And I think Darcy Short and the boys really picked up after our Bev gave him a spray. Yeah. Um. So look, I'm happy for them because I don't I don't mind the cane train. Mm-hmm. If it's you know if it's a train that's going to to stopping at my station, I will get on it. I will not get on the Green Stars bandwagon because they don't they don't not deserve my support. Ooh. I'm a Renegades man. Yeah, so um, am I. So. I, they don't deserve my support, but they're probably going to win it this year, knowing them. They will. They've been really dominant this year. <sighs> How can you beat Stoinis and Maxwell? Mm. And Well, Hans comes in there as well. Maddinson. Um, we had Dale Stain bowling for us. Yep. And um, Harris Ralph, of course, yes. coming into the team. He's been phenomenal. I mean, I've witnessed my first ever hat-trick live <laughs> oh, at the um, Stars versus uh, Thunder match. Mm-hmm. Where oh, what was his name? Um, I think it was Ralph actually. Who took the yeah, it took yeah, it was yeah. yeah. And I, I'm still like perplexed on how he got that. Yeah, because that was not an LBW in his third wicket. <laughs> that was like, I'm, I'm asking the umpire where was the fifth stump because that was not. Well, you you know how people, you know how people say in like. Um, Club cricket. Mm. Oh, I was hitting the fourth stump. No, yeah. no, no. This was the fifth stump. So really wide. Really wide. And I was sitting right under the over the bowler's arm. I'm like, no chance this is hitting. Mm. No chance. Um, but if we look at the matches um, coming up, we've only got a couple games left in the season mm. so before I've, finals. So have we got two games left, have we? I, I thought yes, we, we were heading straight. So, in, yes, so we have on. two games left. So I think, what, today's the 29th. Tomorrow's the 30th. So, yeah, we're heading straight. We're heading into the finals. Actually. I'm so there salty I'm missing yeah. this Stars versus um, Sydney Six. That's, that's first week, second. Mm. And that'll be a fantastic match. It will That's be. That's on Friday, um, 7.15 at the G. Mm-hmm. So, massive game. And then to, uh, tomorrow, we've got the Canes versus um, the Sydney Thunder. Mm-hmm. I apologise. This is finals. Yes. I didn't even realise. Yeah, so um, we've got yes, a, a new, finals. Yeah, we've got a new final system working this year. So, in the past, it was 1v4, 2v3, and the winners face each other Correct. in the final. But this year, I actually had to have a look at the official press release to get my head around this. So, we've got the Eliminator tonight. Which is 4th v 3rd. 4th v 5th. Yeah. So Hobart's facing the Thunder at Bellrive Oval in Hobart, and the winner of that game will go to the knockout, and they'll play number three Adelaide in uh, two days' time, so Saturday the 1st. 
We've got the qualifier tomorrow night. That's Stars, team number one, versus the Sixers, team number two, in Melbourne. And the winner of that goes straight through to the grand final, and the loser goes through to what's called the Challenger yes, game. Yes, which escalates to the winner, who they play, the winner of the Strikers and the winner of the Hurricanes and the Thunder. Yeah, so the winner of the knockout goes through to the Challenger game. The loser of the qualifier also goes through to the Challenger game. <laughs> My and dad's going to be listening to this and he's going to be so confused. <laughs> he's like, what's going on? Okay, so but um, long story short, uh, the victorious teams will go through to uh, the final and that will be played on Saturday the 8th, so next weekend. If uh, the Stars win, it will be a home final for them at the MCG. If the Sixers win tomorrow night, they'll be playing at the SCG. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I just <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I can't get around the finals. I mean, mm. I'm a big Gades fan, mm. and I didn't really get around them winning the grand final last year. Mm. Yeah, it's because just, it, again, it came so late in the season. It's just <laughs> no, I don't want to be watch cricket. I don't want to watch cricket in late January, <laughs> and then Australia still got. Three um, one-day matches yeah, to play yeah, in got, March. In March, yes. Like, what is this? I, I, don't, I thought cricket was a summer sport that just stopped in January. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. But obviously, they take they follow the AFL's lead and they just want it all year round now. Yeah. Just cricket 24-7. And then we've got the World Cup as well. Mm. Oh, well, we've got God. two World Cups, actually. We do, the women's and the men's. Yeah. Um, this is big. It this is, is big. It is. I'm keen. Mm. We've got the Women's World Cup starting on the 21st of February. First game is Australia versus India at um, Spotless Stadium. Spotless. So that's uh, Western Sydney, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Okay. Well, would you would you classify it as Western Sydney? Well, it technically is Western Sydney. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's where Greater Western Sydney plays. Yeah, so, true. Okay. Know. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we'll be going some more into the upcoming Women's T20 World Cup in just a moment. Sin on your radio, on your TV, and online at syn.org.au. This is the Sports Desk with James and Tom on a Wednesday morning and we're going to be talking more about the upcoming Women's T20 World Cup that is being hosted in Australia. Get on board, people. Wow. Mm. And it also wow. it also acts as a curtain raiser to the Men's T20 Tournament, which is also taking place here. So, yeah, it's just, lots of cricket. It's just a big fest of cricket. It and is. I'm it's a huge... for it. Yeah, so am I. Absolutely. Now, as James mentioned before the song break, uh, the first game will be played at uh, uh, Western Sydney on February 21st. All the Australian matches are going to be shown on free-to-air TV. And uh, the final will be taking place on March the 8th, which is International Women's Day. It's being hosted at the MCG. And they're, and they're attempt- trying to break a record. They are trying to break a record because at present, the largest attendance for a female sporting event is 90,185 spectators and the MCG is capable of holding 100,000 people. So, yeah. Do you think they can break it, James? I don't think so. Oh, what makes you say that? I just, I mean, I'll probably go to it. No, I want, I'm going to Why it. not? Yeah. I just, I just don't think that... I don't know why. I'm just not confident that they can they can pull it off. I think it'll be one of those things where everyone talks it up and it'll just flop and it'll get like 70K. Well, it will all depend on how much interest there is in the tournament and how well the Australians do. If Australia make the final, I think they can do it. Mm. But if it's like... They definitely will. I mean, they're the most dominant team in the female form of yeah. the game. I'm not going to count my chickens for their hatch. Mm. Just... Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to keep quiet because I don't want to say, like, oh, it's going to happen. I just... No. 
It's one of those things where you just stay quiet about it because well, it could go both ways. Well, I am cautiously optimistic. I think Melbourne, we're a sports-loving... That's loving, a great way to be about yeah, it, cautiously. Yeah. Yeah. We're a sports-loving community here in Melbourne and we, you know, we get on board for any sport. You know, everything excites us. And as well, five matches are going to be at Junction Oval. There are indeed. So I if, love that ground. Yeah, I've never been actually. It's fantastic. There's mm. a grass hill there. Mm. Bring a picnic. Bring, um, you know... Bring your picnic basket, mm. you know, with food. Sit there all day. There'll be a couple of matches on there. And I think the Australians are playing there on one of the days as yes, well. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. And, and it's know. a fantastic, like, just sight to see at a local ground because mm. sometimes sixes get hit onto the road. Mm. And it's just, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's just funny. Oh, I, I love that. The good old days of club cricket. Just, just run, the running heads. onto the road doing that. Um, mm. What was it? What was that game called on the Atari, like, Highway, Highway Hill or something like that, where you were, like, this little person, mm. you got to, like, run across a freeway. That sounds like Frogger, actually. Probably is. Um, yeah, that, that's literally what it would be. Mm. People just running onto the um, onto the road trying to pick the ball up. Yeah, which we do not recommend. No, listeners. do not do don't, that. Don't do that. Do not do that. Thanks, Tom. Mm. Don't do that. Um, but what we would encourage is for parents to take their kids out of school and take them along to the game. Yes. yes. I, you know what? I like people, you know, I'm all for kids going to school, mm. but for this... Get them out of school and bring them to the cricket. Absolutely. Because it comes around once every, what, Four years. Yeah, but in, in Australia, it's oh, like... And the, in Australia, like... 15? Every 15 yeah, years? 15, 20 years, so yeah. if we're lucky. Get it, get down to it, mm. because it'll be a spectacle. Mm. Both men and women games as well. Yeah, and as well as, as we said, we've got one of the most dominant female teams in the world in terms of cricket. Yep. So, yeah, they're bound to win, is what we're saying. Exactly. You'll have a good time, because Australia wins. Hmm. Um, I've got anything else. Have we got... We're going to go men's cricket? Should we go... So, so men's cricket... I, I think... Before we do that, we yes. might just play a little jingle by Alan Johnson. Do you remember uh, the tune, Come On Aussie, Come On, James? Of course I do. Yes, I do. I'm well, Australian. Well, <laughs> good on you. Well, it's been <laughs> 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Sin, we're always on. Get around that banger. That was Alan Joe Johnson with his uh, 2019 rendition of Come On, Aussie, Come On. Now, that was so good. It was. Now, Joe was actually the original vocalist from the Come On, yeah, Aussie, Come On jingle back in the 70s. I immediately recognised his voice. I'm like, gee, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's iconic, his voice. So good. You couldn't mistake it for anybody else. You are listening to the Sports Desk on a Wednesday morning with James and Tom. And we thought we'd take a little bit of time now to talk about our highlights from the rest of the summer, because this is our first show of 2020. Um, and I wanted to put forward Australia's comprehensive test victories. I mean, they have absolutely dominated the cricket this summer. They won both of their games against Pakistan by an innings, which means they only had to bat the one time. And then New Zealand, they won both games by triple figures, I think. So, yeah, it's, we're, going, we're heading back to the good old days of the Aussies dominating cricket. It's yeah. awesome. I'm. I mean, look, it was probably my best summer of cricket that I've watched. Just, I mean, look, it wasn't that great competition. No, definitely but not. But no. it was just good to see the dominance, mm. and it was just good to see us actually play well. It might have not been against good opponents. True. Well, well then again, New Zealand's the number two test team in the world, or they yeah, were. But at we least. ran over them like we, a freight train. We did. We absolutely like, did. Like, there's no, there's no two ways about it. I mean, I went to three of the five days mm. of the test match, and this is uh, MCG yeah. Boxing Day test. And yeah. I was just mesmerised. Mm. I mean, I just sat there, just intently watching. Like, mm. I love, I love watching Stark bowl mm. that high action that he that he gets and just rips that um, right arm down to get that action mm. in. Just. Oh, I love that man. I mean, the entire bowling attack, though, is great. I mean, not just Stark for his outright pace, but Josh Hazelwood and um, 
Jim Patterson as well, who was brought in to replace Hazelwood, and uh, Pat Cummins, who was recently named the ICC's Test Player of the Year yep. and included in the Test Team of the Year as well. I mean, talking about Pat Cummins, he mm. went for a massive um, price in the IPL auction. He did. That yeah. was... I can't remember what off the top of my head. I think it was much, three million, which equates to about like three hundred thousand a game thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Mm. That is crazy money. When you consider as well that he's not exactly dominant in the T Twenty format. I mean, like Test is his bread and butter. So yeah, it's really quite phenomenal there. And that's excluding finals. So if they oh, yeah, go in, for mm. oh, paycheck's gonna be damn good. <laughs> it will be. Uh, James, have you got any other highlights from the summer that you wanted to share at all? I mean, look, I'm I'm a big fan of the A League, as mm-hmm. you probably know. Yes. Um. So I do. I have been a big fan of the summer of A League mm-hmm. at this like so January December. Mm-hmm. It's been good quality. I've enjoyed that. I mean, you know, you can't really report on that too many games. I went to a West United game on Sunday mm-hmm. against Adelaide United at um, the Witten Oval mm-hmm. in Footscray, and I went. I went because it was. Pretty close. I'm a City fan, but, you know, I just went to see the spectacle. And that was a fantastic game. It was 3-1 after 24 minutes. Whoa. And I was, it was just a fantastic game. I mean, both teams turned it on. Um, and in the end, uh, Adelaide won 4-3 out of that one. It's especially amazing when you consider that soccer is sometimes a game where nobody scores at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And it was, I, I just came into it saying, okay, um, Adelaide's probably going to win this 2-3-0. Mm. Easy game. They're up 2-0 after 13 minutes, I mm. think. So... I wasn't expecting too much. But then West United actually turned up and actually played some pretty decent um, football. Mm. But the one thing that, for, for my summer highlights, mm. if I'm going to say, you know, yep. the highlight, uh, Boxing Day test, mm. but not actually watching the cricket, everything else apart from the cricket. Oh, yeah, because it's an absolutely amazing experience being at a Boxing Day test. I was there during the Ashes 2010 when yep. Australia lost, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, absolutely amazing atmosphere. You're in with the crowd. You're all getting on board. You cheer for every uh, appeal, cheer for every boundary. Screaming nice Gary every third ball. <laughs> uh, uh, and I've got to give a massive ups to KO Sports, right? Mm-hmm. The streaming company because yep. what they did was they've got a, they had a bowling machine that recreates some of the most historic balls in world cricket. Mm-hmm. So they've got like a bowling machine that recreates the ball of the century, Mitchell Starks. Um, I think it was his fastest ball, one sixty k's. And then it was, I think they had Peter Siddle's hat trick ball against um, Stuart Broad. Mm-hmm. They have Nathan Lyons against Kumar Sangakkara that stumped him. Mm-hmm. You know, the one that won against um, that Phil Hughes tribute match they yes. had? Mm-hmm. Um, so all these famous deliveries. And at the end of the day, they had T-shirts for every member of KO mm-hmm. that, like, summed up the day. And that was when James Patterson took four for whatever, I think it was 23 or whatever mm. like that. And they had T-shirts of him. And I, and I got a T-shirt, and it's hanging up in my room. And I just love it. Because it's obviously, you know, Victorian, yeah. fast bowler. We love Patterson, he's a Victorian. Yeah, exactly. And so on. <laughs> so, um, Yeah. I mean, I've, that T-shirt's hanging up proudly in my room, mm. and it's a picture of him, like, after a wicket, putting his hand up, like, come on! <laughs> and then it's got, like, um, the Vicks fight back. And that caption just sums up Australian cricket in a nutshell. Yeah. Because if you don't know, Vic- Victorian's going to be hard um, hard done by by the New South Wales um, test selectors. Oh, honestly. Th- this has always been the case. Like, my dad it's, has it's been... It's been like that forever. Yeah, my dad has been complaining about it since the day I was born, really. So, oh, they never select the Victorians. <laughs> oh, it's always the bloody New South Welshmen. You come out of the women, the first thing he says to you is, oh, these bloody New South Welshmen always stealing our players. <laughs> That's exactly right, though. Yeah. I, I mean, when you think about great Victorian players like David Hussey for example never got a test call up and no. he's like 
as good as his brother Mike, if not better. So, mm. and then we had um, is, is Michael Klinger a Victorian or is he a Western Australian? I think he's. I because, mean, he might be because he played for Victoria for quite a while. I think he might be a West Australian. I'm pretty sure. Okay, because yeah. a lot of Victorians who have played for Victoria, who are not Victorian, mm. um, I mean, outstanding. I remember, I remember playing EA Sports Cricket 07, mm. and Michael Klinger being in there, <laughs> and I went to watch a Test match, or a four day match, whatever. What, what Sheffield Shield? They yeah, are. Sheffield Shield, yeah. four day match. Yeah. And I was just obsessed. And I mean, what we've we've got, um, obviously, Mitch, Mitchell Johnson came out mm. of um, Western Australian squad. Western Australia's had quite a few. Mm. High quality players come out. They um, have, sure. The one thing I'm disappointed about: Ashton Agar only got one Test match. <laughs> yeah, he needs to come back. And he honestly. got 99 in his first innings, and he got dropped. Yeah, like that, he got dropped because he didn't make a century. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one run, and just like, mm. oh, you disgust me. <laughs> 99 on your debut. That's filthy. Never talk to me again. <laughs> just, just, just get straight. Just get sent on the charter plane home. Yeah. Don't talk to me mm. again. That wouldn't surprise me at all if that happened. Um, Knowing the New South Wales. Yeah. Uh, but one of the other highlights I wanted to raise was the yes. uh, rally for relief that a lot of tennis stars took part in prior to the Australian Open. It raised $5 million for the Australian bushfire appeal, and Amazing. it included the likes of Roger Federer, Nick Kyrgios, Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic, Serena Williams, Naomi Osaka, and uh, Stefanos Zitsipas. Yes. Mm. Dominic team was in there as well. Was he? Oh. But he said nothing. <laughs> he was very quiet. Mm. I don't well, know well English is his second language, so yeah, maybe he was enough. just letting everybody else do the and talking for him. And then Coco Golf was in there as well. Oh, the yeah, the 15 year old. Yeah, she was funny. So they had, what, the two doubles matches, mm-hmm. and then they had the Federer versus Kyrgios, like, I, actual I believe like, that was proper it. match. Yes. And Kyrgios actually getting quite annoyed with himself when he kept dropping points and <laughs> scream, whatever, like that. Mm. So I was taking it quite seriously. So I think mm. it was. Because um, they were cheap tickets, obviously for the, and then there were donation buckets going around. Yeah. So people who paid very cheap tickets for centre court, you know, watching two heavyweights of the tennis, would mm. go at it very hard in a practice match. I mean, what more do you want? Exactly. What more do you want? Mm. And uh, we've j- just about out of time here on uh, Sports Desk here on a Wednesday, but uh, not to worry because we will be back again Friday of this week at 9am with Sam, Jay and Portia. And we're also going to be returning next Monday with George Cooper and other Sam. So we've got two Sams on Sports Desk this season. Should be fun. <laughs> I, I get so confused when there's multiple people. you, you got to start saying like their first letter of their last names. Mm. Well, actually, um, I host a, another podcast here at Sin with a fellow Tom, and we've actually taken to calling each other by our surnames just to make things easier for everybody. I, I, I yeah. love Denim. Yeah. If, if you haven't met Denim, mm. uh, it was a former EP of Get Serial. Yeah, just last year. Amazing. Mm. Listen, listen to it. What's it called? Yeah, um, oh, so it's uh, the Right on Track podcast, and it's all about Thomas the Tank Engine. So Listen to it, please. That's, that's a shameless plug. Mm. And, listen. of course, uh, listen to the Sports Desk podcast as well. Exactly. You can find it on Omni.fm, and you can also find the links through our Facebook page, okay. as well as our other socials. I believe we're on Twitter as well, mm-hmm. from memory. And, uh, yeah, just tune into us whenever. Get wherever. around us. Yeah, get it's around early, us. It's early in the season. Mm. It's early in the year. Um, but yeah, there's more to come. Yes, and there'll be more chat about cricket and tennis, I imagine, this coming Friday. Uh, next Wednesday, I hope to be t- talking about Super Bowl 54. Oh, I cannot yes. wait for this. I, I absolutely love the Super Bowl, honestly. It's just like, oh. I, 
I don't know why, but they just get around it you, every year, and it's know, always you know, so much fun. My favorite part: mm? chicken wings and pork ribs. <laughs> oh, it just doesn't get any better than that. It really doesn't. You've been listening to James and Tom on the sports desk. Thank you very much for joining us, and don't forget to stick around for schools on air. Up next on Sin.